<laughs> Welcome to the Nork Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Aaron Borgard. We are coming to you live Ooh. from the fourth iteration of Nork Studios. The best one. Which is my closet. Yeah, there's all kinds of treasures in here. We might end up talking more about the treasures than our, than our subject. But uh, what treasures are in here? Uh, a moose suit, a turkey oh, suit, right. a Christmas sweater that's amazing, a Doc Emmett Brown costume that someday you will be wearing. You know what's, what's not in here? Room? Enough room for me. Oh. I, I didn't uh, consider when suggesting this that um, the, the different sizes of our bodies, because yeah. I'm perfectly comfortable. Oh, it's snug. Do you want this, this snuggy, comfy... No. Is a pillow? Um, no, I'm okay. Are you? Kind of. It's just, it's it's no worse than being on a, a transcontinental airplane flight. I feel like you get to stretch out more than that. That's true. What, um, we've had kind of a slow start uh, this evening. Um, Glacial. I think that uh, we're going to have to rally. I think we're going to have to rally our enthusiasm. We're going to have to dig down deep. Um, we're like a marathon runner at mile, well, in my case, mile two, oh. we really have to, oh. really have only, to Only dig. mile two? Yeah. I'm, I'm more at like I mean, eight, not, 18 I'm, or 19 when I'm, you start crapping your pants. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't make it to mile two, so I'm going to be honest. Oh, I'm I at, see. I yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you really need to, that's, that's when you separate the, uh, the men from the boys and I go and stand with the boys. Why what? do you need to gender that? It's just a saying. Sure. Still right. gendered. Yeah. Why don't you watch a Brittany Ryan marathon? That's a good movie. Oh. Jillian Bell. It's based on this woman who decided that she, her Did life she was a marathon? sucky and she would run a marathon. Did it fix everything? Uh, it didn't fix everything, but it fixed a lot of things. Just because you're a fancy triathlete, don't, you know, try to push your lifestyle on me. I will never do a marathon, <laughs> I promise you. Uh, so anyway, we've just spent about an hour trying to get this... This fucking thing that we've done now, what, 14 or 15 times, and then More all of a sudden that. tonight, it's like, nah, no, More fuck you. No, we're not gonna, not gonna work. Well, I think, you know, I've been watching a little Top Chef, and they talk about taking risks. And we've been taking risks to improve the qual- the sound quality of our show. And, yeah. and um, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's gonna, easy. Someday it's going to pay off. Someday it's going to pay off. And, yeah. and maybe today's not the day. But you know what? Tom Colicchio will not be able to say that our podcast is not well-seasoned. It's, it's spicy. It's, it's, got, it's, it's salty. <laughs> it's definitely it's, it's salty. It's peppery. It's spicy. But, Aaron, let me ask you this. Is it chocolatey? Oh, yeah. It will be. Segway. Nice. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about tonight, Eric? We're talking about the the Wonka slash doll, raw doll cinematic yeah. universe. The Wonkaverse. With a, with a dash of Matilda. I've got to talk about Matilda. Sure. Uh, Wonka. The, when did the first, the first movie come out? 1971. 71? 71 or 73. Yeah, because, you know, it had been, it was a well-established um, already classic film when I was a little kid, and it it might be one of the first movie the first movie that I very very clearly remember is Star Wars. Yeah. Um. But but uh, the original um 
Willy Wonka. The, the first one is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, right? Correct. And then the, the newer one is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. Just to, just to confuse me. But the book is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is like one of my first movie memories. And we get to it, but mostly because of the LSD boat ride. Um, that completely traumatized me. Oh, me too. As a, <laughs> me too. As a kid, and I would see it when I closed my eyes. With um, my with my gremlin sensitivity, that was just not gonna fly. Yeah, like, that was back when you could do the like kids movies from the seventies and eighties. You could put weird shit in there that would give kids nightmares, and that was okay. That was like, yeah, well, it's a kids movie. It's gonna have some freaky shit in there that will give them nightmares. That's yeah. you know, it's part and parcel. Yeah. It's kind of weird, actually, when you think about it. The kids, in, right up until like to this very modern time, kids' media has always been twisted. Like the fairy tales, the original like Grimm's fairy tales, where the kids were mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. maimed or eaten or mm-hmm. disappeared off into the woods mm-hmm. by goblins and shit. I just, uh, I just think about I, the the one that sticks in my mind is Cinderella, where in modern quote-unquote sanitized tellings the shoes just don't fit and they're sad and they walk away but in the original story it's like heels and toes get cut off and it is is revealed um that these are not actually the people by blood dripping out of the shoes and leaving like bloody footprints and they're like no i don't think you're her I kind of want to do maybe maybe uh, the publishing arm of Nork Studios could do a re-released version of classic fairy tales updated for the modern era, with, yeah. but with those classic sensibilities, yeah. where where children are maimed, kind of bring that back a little bit. Yeah, I think we're ready for. It. I think twenty twenty is the year <laughs> we bring back maimed child fairy tales um but in that sense charlie and child factory is old school like that because you've got a bunch of kids where horrible shit happens to them yep uh and it's very fucked up but they deserve it because they're bad people question mark but they're kids right so. <laughs> no it's 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 a weird line draw. sidebar very quickly yeah um uh, Danny Lavery, who used to be known as Mallory Ortberg, wrote a great book of weird modern fairy tales that are absolutely in this line, but I think they're for adults. Okay. But um, uh, it's it's great. We'll, right. put, we'll post it in the show notes like we always say we do and never do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I won't remember to do that. Uh, How about you? Okay. Uh, I, yeah. Well... <laughs> Take a drink if uh, you do not see it in the show notes <laughs> when you download this episode. Uh, uh, theme song by uh, Loved Up by Jairus. Loved Up by, loved up by Jairus, by the way. I don't think I've said that in several episodes now. I always say it because you forget. It's free, though. It's it's in the public domain. So. But you have to credit an artist's work. That's, Jairus. You have to credit Jairus. Jairus's work. It's all Jairus. Yeah. Let's, how should we tackle this? I, I think, you know, the story, the general outline of the story is that there is a magical question mark, um, candy man by the name of Willy Wonka, who um, sends out golden tickets wrapped within his chocolate bars, each one of which grants the uh, recipient access to a guided tour of his factory. Also, 
greatest marketing stunt known to mankind. Very good, Mark. Yeah, you know, why hasn't anybody done this? I mean, this would be... Well, who who could do it, though? Because I'm imagining, like, oh, McDonald's uh, and, and uh, six Happy Meals around the world, you'll find a golden ticket. If you get if you find it, you get to come look at our meatpacking plant in right. Des Moines. No. You get to see where the chicken nuggets are made. Right. This, <laughs> this would be... Like, nope. This would be an awesome satire, though, where they show up at this industrial park. Right. And fucking Ronald McDonald comes right. out to greet them. He's the Willy Wonka. Right. And he takes them into the, the, the sterile, weird McDonald's packaging plant. And then one kid falls into a meat grinder and gets made into chicken nuggets and another kid like is eats so much milkshake that he's that he explodes Mm -hmm. yeah one of them falls into the deep fryer one of them falls into the deep fryer and is made is into a mcgriddle french fries yeah chopped chopped in little tiny pieces chopped yeah kids chopped into pieces and served up there's a lot you can do with this how do you um potato a fry that's a good question. Yeah. So, but so, but this 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 marketing technique would only work for a business where you actually want to see how the thing is made. But in real life, you never want to see how the thing is made. Certainly not sausages and laws. Um, so even chocolate, though. I mean, it would take away the mystique if you know. We did that. Do you remember? Like, half of the reason why I wanted to go to the place that we went to on our baby moon was the bean-to-bar experience, and that was fucking rad. But that's not how chocolate's made in a factory. Sure, sure. We went to St. Lucia and at at a cocoa, but this is is like a... They're showing you like, oh, here's the here's the old school. We're gonna make chocolate by hand. Like a bean-to-bar. Like like a Oompa-Loompa would do it. But... (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> it is. That's how the blooper would do it. Yeah. But in real life, it's not like that. So one of the questions I've, I've continually had about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory the movie is that it it did not start out necessarily as a strategy to sell candy, but. There was a company who uh, was like, "Oh wait, no, this this will be really good for us selling selling candy." So sort of a reverse product placement, where they were like, "Oh, now we're the Wonka candy company, and we're going to sell all of this, and the movie is going to be marketing for us." Right. I've I've never understood. It would be ama- amazing to do a Willy Wonka uh, factory tour as like a like a disney quest like an um you know some sort of an amusement park if you mean if the as as an as an experience like as a ride are you saying that a place should have a place like disneyland should have a willy wonka ride or that a chocolate factory should be turned into an amusement park it would have to be like they wouldn't be converting it they would would be built with that in mind you would make you're saying make a chocolate factory with, that doubles as an amusement park, but, but it doesn't also... even need to be a real chocolate factory. It, it, oh. That's just the theme of it. Yeah, it's the theme of here's one. I think factory. it might as well actually be a chocolate factory, and and it can be, and that and would then... be great. And like that's what Hershey does at Hershey Park. Yeah. Um. But the the point of it is that there's the chocolate room, and there's all these like 
things that are fantastical and little rides that would be like replicating the TV room or the the gooses. Like you could you could easily build rides and shows and all kinds of things around so many of the the concepts that are mentioned in the book. And as a bonus, they might even like take your children away from you. Right. You know, maybe not permanently. Right. People like, oh no, our kid got sucked into the chocolate tube. See, pick you up from the kids club in three three hours. Right. Bye bye. No, the Oompa Loompas absconded with our absconded yeah. with our child. Oh, we're gonna have to go drink in the bar for the next we're few hours. The I guess. Spa. And then the Oompa Loompas show back up with them and they're like, Here, we fixed him and we'd be like, All right, great, let's go home. That sounds good. I like this. Yeah. The other one that I've always thought would have been an awesome idea, and it's way too late now, is an Ocean's Eleven experience at the Bellagio. Right. Where they build just, like, a fake vault. You know, they have, like, it, you know, it'd be like, you know, Tony and Tina's wedding, but it's inside a, the Bellagio. Um, it's a reverse uh, escape the room challenge. Yeah. It's a get into the room challenge. Right. Right. It's a it's a heist this bank challenge. Right. We should do this. Would be a good uh, Nork Company production where yeah. we make a uh, people pay twenty bucks and we let them into some warehouse. There's a vault in the middle of it, and yeah. you're like, all right, uh, figure out a way to heist this thing. I can um, I can dress up like Andy Garcia and um, <laughs> walk around in a three-piece suit and monocle or whatever the fuck he was doing in that movie. <laughs> just a guy walking around yelling. yelling he was very suave. I just remember, yeah, oh, yeah, remember super, being suave. super suave. And I think that's the role that I was born well, to fill. If you're, if you were dating George Clooney. Was Andy Garcia dating George Clooney? No, Julia Roberts was dating George Clooney and she was going out with Andy Garcia. So right. how, how do you out suave? She was, she was, a, she was an ex of, of, uh, George Clooney, right? And then, sure, they were an ex by the end of the movie. Anyway, welcome to the Ocean's okay. Eleven podcast. Right. Where <laughs> All right. So, um, we, recently, we read the book. We read Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And after the book was completed, I said that we would, we would watch um, the 1973 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in 2009. And... Uh, we would, we would, I tried to get him to critique them. Yeah. It that failed. <laughs> we were just basically like, which one do you like more? Uh, the, the, the first one. Cause we watched the, the newer one first. Mm-hmm. Why? It's better. Why, why is that? I liked it better. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's hard to, to. Get out of the production values that you're used to. Right, yeah. And, and like, I love 95% of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but the production values, some of them, are very obviously, like, cheaped out. Sure. Well, I mean, it's a product of its time. I mean, it just, right. didn't, it just didn't have... Right. It's all practical effects, you know, and... Uh, I don't know. I find that kind of charming. Let's talk. Here's the big. Anytime you're going to talk about these two movies, there's one topic that obviously stands out as being the pivot uh, that everything else revolves around. And that is the Willy Wonka character. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything more 
that more differentiates these two movies than how they choose than how they choose to portray Willy Wonka. So uh, Gene Wilder in the in the seventies version is um, I would say more impish. He is like a Loki type, oh, yeah. sort of a mischievous spirit. He's a he, low-key Loki. Yeah, he's a Loki Loki. You're welcome. Oh, God. It's true, though. Um, he's he, not trying to cause chaos, but he revels in it when it happens. You're right. He seems more um, paranormal um, than the Johnny Depp one, oh. although I think that's arguable, but I, I think he seems more otherworldly. Yeah. And he seems like he, here's the big difference for one of them for me is he seems like he has a plan. This is all going according to plan. He's got this figured out and it's predestined and it's all going just as he foresaw. Whereas the Johnny Depp character is a dude. He is not a spirit or some candy imp or something. He is a person he's a guy with right. a dad right and he doesn't seem to know what the fuck is going on and right. he's like playing it by ear well he's a, he's he's very clearly a boy playing around with unlimited resources yeah um and and he is competent in his candy and inventing so he does come up with cool stuff but it seems more the success with Depp Wonka seems more accidental it's a weird pastiche of stuff that Johnny Depp Wonka because I don't think I don't think you can watch this and not come away with a strong impression of Michael Jackson in his mannerisms. He has sort of this lilting child man child he even kind of looks like Michael Jackson which adds a I'm hoping unintentional layer of creepiness when he is cavorting with all of these children. So it's a weird decision to be well, like... It's, it's weird, though, because he very clearly at the beginning of the movie is like, I hate children. Yeah. I hate them so much. I, I don't want to be doing this right. tour and, like, interacting with you. Yeah. And so it's this weird mix of, like, why did you invite... Why did you do this? Why did you do this? How did you come up with this plan? The, Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka didn't hate kids. He just hated those kids. Whereas Johnny Depp's character seems to just hate kids. They hate the idea of kids. Well, and that's, I think that's my challenge with 2005 movie is, is that they felt like they needed to have Wonka have just much more of a story arc and character development. I, I, I disagree with that choice. Willy Wonka does not need to have a character arc. Willy Wonka is a timeless candy spirit. He does not need to evolve. He doesn't need to have an epiphany. No. Charlie. Charlie Bucket yep. needs to have a character arc. Yes. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. Yeah. Willy Wonka is an element of nature. Right. Right. He's <laughs> he, he's like the... the he's It's like earth, um, wind, fire... Water. And water and, and chocolate. Wa and Wonka. And Wonka. Yeah. He's, he's the fifth element. <laughs> I want to watch that movie. <laughs> For this podcast? No, Wonka. No, Wonka <laughs> as the fifth element. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so replace Mila, Mila Jovanovic yeah. with 
Yeah. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to be Depp Wonka. <laughs> they, they open up the canister and he's in there just wearing some straps over his privates. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like, woohoo. Willy Wonka multipass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, an, I'm, I would, I would watch that. That would be a good matchup. Oh God. Somebody, somebody, um, Somebody do a fan edit and email it to us at northpodcast.com. That's definitely going to happen. <laughs> hey, it definitely won't happen if we don't ask. That's true. It's like, you know, if you don't, how can you win the lottery if you don't play? That's right. Uh, so here's a question I've always had about the storyline here. Willy Wonka clearly has, it seems very intentional. That he's picked... How many kids are there? Five. Five. He's picked four fuck-ups and then one, like, normal kid. It The structure of the story certainly implies that that this is predestined, that he... Well, at least in the in the uh, Gene Wilder version, that there's nothing accidental about this, and that, you know, Charlie was sort of the, the chosen one all along. So I don't understand the charade. Like, why invite these fuck-up kids when they are, I mean, just to torment them. This is very Old Testament God, so far as I can tell. There's like this, you know, I, I, I know that you're sinners and you're going to be punished and let's just do this thing. Mm -hmm. I know who my guy is. He's the mm -hmm. chosen person. Mm -hmm. Charlie's the Jew in this situation mm -hmm. and I'm taking him to the promised land. What's the fucking point of all this other stuff? Now, I know the point. It's because there needs to be a plot to the story. But this seems to me this big gaping, like, logical disconnect in, in the whole thing. I mean, I don't... I mean, he he can't know who the five children are going to be because of the... I mean, unless I, unless you subscribe to the theory of, of Mike TV, which is like there's algorithms and stuff, and of course... I think he did it by magic. Oh, it's magic. He, he magicked it. He magicked it. Why are they all kids? I mean, that, why are they all kids? They, he's very clear about that at, at the end. He says, I can't hand my factory over to a grown man. Sure. He's just going to want to do his own thing. I need to be able to groom them. Right. He wants to groom the child. Did let's, he say, let's, does he say let's, groom? He does not. Let's, let's come right back to that, though. But my, what I was trying to say is, why are the people who found the tickets all kids? Why, why didn't, why isn't there at a couple adults in there? Why, why were they all children who find, found the tickets? It didn't, there's nothing in the rules that say you had to be a kid. Cause Roald Dahl says so. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to apply too much, uh, logic to this story, but I think it would be funny if it was four little kids and then one grown adult. There's some, there's some grown neckbeard man who is like one of the contestants. Well, like, and it would be really great if he's the one who wins at the end. Like all this, the bratty, fuck off right. kids all get murdered right. and the last man standing is a, is a grown man right. he's a 300 pound neckbeard with a fedora who gets to uh, in inherit that, the chocolate factory in that case it's just to be Slugworth yeah. in disguise yeah, yeah. Slug, Slugworth as a, as a grown up like shows up and is like yeah Oh, I don't know anything He's about like, chocolate. Oh, 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 <clears throat> oh, yes, I found... Uh, oh, no, wait, I'm a child. I found this golden ticket. Does he have to walk in on his knees? He's wearing a beanie. Yeah, he's walking on his knees. He's wearing a beanie and sucking on a lollipop. Or he's, or, or he's like, I'm piggybacking on my dad. <laughs> he's the, wearing a onesie. The world's tallest, world's tallest <laughs> right. um, child. Um, but what you, so going back to what you said though, this is a weird line where he is like, um, 
yeah, I can't give this to an adult because they would want to do things their own way. I want it to be done my way. Right. This is a very conservative notion. This candy factory can never change. It always has its Wonka's way or the highway. You make chocolate his way or you can fuck right off. It it depends on what that means. I mean, I generally speaking, not like a huge fan of that line. But the thought occurs to me that it's that you could teach a methodology of coming up with candy ideas that would continue the Wonka legacy right. instead of being like. I mean, part part of it is like not being overly involved in the economic performance because he doesn't give a shit about that yeah it's um you know what or like the everlasting gobstoppers yeah that's gonna put them out of business that's specifically a candy for low-income people right that they'll never have to buy it again yeah so the 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 candy making for wonka is not about profit which is you know i bet yeah it's not i would wish it was slightly more explicit but it is pretty clear that it's not it's not about the money it's about the joy of making all of these things and then, you know, extrapolating to the joy that it brings all the people who, who eat the candy. I think there's a cut scene where Wonk is like, listen, Charlie, in the coming years, artificial intelligence and automation is going to replace all these Oompa Loompas with uh, giant mechanical robot arms. And I can't have that. I can't send these people back to Oompa Land where they're going to be eaten by Snozwangers yeah. and vermicious kids. I mean, not in the Gene Wilder one. Yeah, so he's he's also kind of a Luddite. Yeah. Wait, hang on. I remembered this a fact, and I need to share it, because I'm still, like, kind of shocked by it. We, we just watch these, and I always um, read a bunch about them on the internet afterwards. And apparently, Rob Dahl, in the book, wanted Charlie to be black. Yeah. Which I find fascinating. What? His publisher talked him out of it because yeah. blah, blah, blah won't appeal to mainstream audiences, blah, 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 blah. Given the time and some of his other work, I just find that really fascinating, if true. Because he doesn't... You would know this better than I, but there is no... Race isn't a thing in any of his books, right? I don't think it's race isn't explicitly... I mean, the first iteration of the Oompa Loompas was very much like these are African pygmy people. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then quickly after that, people were like, no, that's not going to be allowed. So we had to like redo it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure about his other work. Um, you know, frankly, he, given, you know, he was born in 1910. Right. Or 12. I mean, he was born early in the, t- in the 20th century, so, like, he's likely to have a lot of those attitudes. I don't know how much they manifest themselves in his other work. I mean, he's got a t- He's also got a ton of work as an adult author. Yeah. The, uh, Switch Bitch. Is it, there's, like, a great... It's a, that's a collection of short stories, and there's a great one in there about someone who commits icicle murder. You know, it's just, just like, really entertaining. Right. It's all these weird, like... I mean, they're very gruesome and dark, but very inventive ways to kill people. It's yeah. very inspiring. Willy Wonka, particularly Gene Wilder, but but also the music in this movie have uh, a lot of meaning for me. I think you know Gene, Gene Wilder accepted the role 
only after pitching the idea of him walking out of the factory and having his cane, like, and, and appearing to be a very frail old man. Right. And having his stick stick in the, um, uh, the cobblestones and then him doing the somersault. Yeah. Um, to convey that he was not a trustworthy person. Yeah. Well, it's a great scene. That's it's a, a great very, scene. Very good scene. It's a great yeah. scene, and it and it does really set up a skepticism about who this person is. And it does I never read it that way though? I never read it as being oh he's untrustworthy. I read it as being oh he's mischievous. Oh he's he's a prankster. I guess, not. I guess untrustworthy is not the right word. It's like you don't know what to expect. Yeah. And you don't know what's going on with him. Right. He's a cipher. Right. He's which a Loki. Which is true. Yeah. He's a Loki. Um, so that's always had a really special place in my heart after repeat viewings. And and I don't know if I ever told you this, but in uh, pre-Brandon days, my my roommate, we had a Willy Wonka party. Yeah. At, at our apartment. And we made edible wallpaper. And we made everyone dress up as Wonka characters to come in. And um, it was amazing. We, I, I was Veruca Salt, in case you're wondering. <laughs> right. I handmade my costume. Yeah. It was amazing. And I also... I would be, if I had gone to one of those, yeah. I would be Grandpa Joe. Yes, you would. Yeah. You're Grandpa Joe right now. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You have to put wear on a night shirt, night shirt for and a hat for uh, a party. Yeah, and then that's and then I would just go get in bed and refuse to get out for the rest of the party. That's you. And and I'm, like, I'm staying in character. That's you in a nutshell. Well, Grandpa yeah. Joe gets out of bed though, so maybe you should I would be, be Grandpa. Grandpa I'd have to be Grandpa George. Yeah. yeah. Here, those. I I didn't bring this up when we were watching it with our son because I didn't want to transfer this onto him. Yeah. But this is another thing that freaked me out and has embedded itself in my brain to the point where it still kind of freaks me out. These old people in their bed is oh, yeah. creepy as fuck. Yes, I, and, and I remember when I, I, just, I just noticed that this shirt I've been wearing all day is inside out. You often are wearing your clothes inside out. I never <laughs> I just, know when to I'm tell you. back here and there's a tag all day long. I guess I sort All of thought. All day long, has been inside out. I guess I sort of thought that they were specifically reversible. I mean, half I the guess time, so. But look at that. I mean, that's clearly not supposed to be on the outside of the shirt. Sure, but half the time it's, that you leave for the office, the bar- barcode is on the outside. I'm like, I guess that's how it's supposed to be. Oh my God. Doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. Anyway, yes, I work in a place where my clothes have barcodes on them. That is correct. <laughs> Uh, no, the old people in the bed, there are four old people, the, uh, for a while, when I was a little kid, I didn't understand what was going on because they're facing one another. Right. And I was like, and they never got out of the bed. So I was like, I don't get it. Are they attached to one another? Oh, like a human centipede. I thought maybe they were attached. Well, at least the two pairs of them. I thought, are they? Do they share legs? I don't. I didn't understand what was going on. It's because they can only and afford then, one bed for four people. <laughs> well, they, but then they there. never got out of it. I, I, I now I realize that's a joke, right? They're old people who never get. You know, it's, it's funny, I guess. But when I was a kid, I didn't get 
that it was a joke and I was confused and worried by it. And then the other grandpa has these gigantic Coke bottle glasses that make his eyes imperceptible while you see these giant inch thick glasses and he creeped me the fuck out is this, he doesn't have any lines I don't think he just uh, stares at people Grandpa George, Grandpa George. Mm-hmm. he just stares with his mouth open his giant glasses and his no legs yeah. and he freaked me the fuck out and so when we were watching this I almost said to you this is creepy as, you know this is super creepy to talk about it, but I was like oh I don't want to transfer this right. irrational fear onto right. our kid um, which is totally something that can happen they streamline from from quite a bit of the book to both of the movies where there's one in the book mul- multiple parents are allowed to come so everybody except for Charlie Bucket has their mom and dad there and then Charlie has Grandpa Joe and then in, in the in the movies they streamline that and just have one parent which is perfectly fine right. But, and it's, it's not like, I guess, they could get rid of the grandparents, because they're, I mean, they are props, and they're, but they're a little more than props. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be better if there's just Grandpa Joe. There's Grandpa Joe. He hasn't been out of bed in 40 years. Yeah. Because of an old war injury or yeah. something. You don't need the other three old people there. It's just... Not, not in the movie. In the book, I think it conveys, like, just how awful their lives are. Right. It'd be one thing if you were supporting one guy who couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. But to, to be so poor that you have these four <sighs> old people right. and they have to share a bed. Yeah. Four to a, you know, right. full bed or whatever it is. And you're presumably emptying out four bedpans on a regular basis since they never get out of bed to take shit or anything. Gross. And you're sponge bathing all of them because they never get out to bathe. God, poor They're Mrs. just poor dirty, stinky, yeah. <laughs> they should live in Oregon. Why? Because they're dirty and stinky? No. Well, that's a stereotype. Sure. How dare you? That's, but, but I was going more for um, uh, physician-assisted suicide. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Check. Yeah. In that case, I'm in favor. Right. <laughs> um, let's talk about how these kids are murdered. Um, that's my favorite. Nobody's part. murdered. Okay, all right. Well, their 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 fu- lives are fundamentally changed, but none of them are murdered. They're pseudo murdered. None of them they're should. Old, they should not survive the things that happen to them. Their old lives, their old selves, have been murdered, and now yeah. they are reborn into new selves. These are sort of the most overt pieces of straight up magic that happen. Yeah, in these mm-hmm. in, in these stories is the fact that what happens to these kids and the fact that they're restored somehow from the shit that happens to them. I've found it interesting. I mean, this makes perfect sense for the 70s one, but even in the more modern one, I find it interesting that they kept, I guess it's not, it's 11 years old now, but um, they f- did not worry about fat shaming this chunky little boy. And this is depicted as a moral failing and as a sin that this kid is fat. I understand that having in the 70s one. And I, you know, 2005 is not 2015 or 20. Yeah. But, like, that is fucked up. Yeah. I, when I read the books, I heavily edited those parts. Yeah. 
I did as much as I could to divorce the idea of them being gross and bad people just because they're fat, because that is not a thing. And I feel very strongly about that. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. Oh, so not just that he's gross and bad, but he needs to be punished. He needs to be shown a lesson and stuck in a pipe while all these people gape at him and be like, "Oh, he's so fat, he can't even get through that pipe." Right. And, then, right. and like, oh my god! Of course, I never thought about that when I was a kid, but now watching it, I'm like, "This is mean. This is like mean as right. fuck to this." kid right no it's 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 (laughs) it's weird because i you know augustus is the first one to go yeah so you you just can't have a lot of interest or connection in him right it's not possible yeah he has no character other than he eats everything that he sees right yeah but like that's gross in and of itself i mean i mean none of them are really three-dimensional characters but I had a hard time with that. Yeah. So you've I, got that. You've got um who's the next one who who uh Violet. Violet who turns Violet Violet. Right. Um and so this is funny because uh in the in the original her only sin yeah, I in think, the book in the book and in the in the seventies movie is that she chews gum. She Which, she chews gum and she she chews gum and is seeking fame over a stupid thing and ending friendships because of that pursuit. Yeah. Although now I don't know. I it's mostly the chewing gum thing. I don't remember the thing. book. In the movie, it's clearly just, they focus a lot on the fact that she's chews gum a lot. They don't, they and, don't mention it very much, but she like makes a big, she like calls out her friend who she is basically her main competitor. And she's like, look at me, sweetie. I'm still chewing on this right. gum. Yeah. But the the more modern movie, they focus a lot more on the competitiveness and how she's super, super competitive. And I'm thinking to myself, just drop the gum shit. Nobody even cares anymore about it, chewing except, gum. Except that's how she she can't resist chewing the gum in the factory. Right, and turns into a blueberry. Yeah, I mean... They should... I don't know. I feel like that's one thing that you just think of something different. You know, I know that's sort of a classic, iconic scene. Right. But it's stupid these days. It just doesn't hold up. Um, no, the, the the social mores around gum chewing have completely changed. Yeah. I mean, one of the questions that I that I thought of as we were talking right now is if we were if we were rewriting this or, or making one for for the now, what would the sins be? Right. Like the sins, the sins in the book that are replicated in the movies are uh, gluttony, eating too much, gum chewing. Chewing gum. Who, who, being spoiled. cares about that? Being spoiled, you know. Be, and, and being spoiled is still, that would still work. Being spoiled slash entitlement. Yes, right. that of course still works. Um, being addicted to TV and and dumb acts of violence. Yeah. Um, definitely still that applies. That you could do even more with. Because oh, you yeah. could do it with like, oh, he's addicted to his cell phone. Right. You know, this kid won't put his cell phone down. He's... Well, I like I like how they added to that in the the um, 2005 movie because my the like my TV is like is sitting there watching TV and is like making these co- like bored comments to the reporters, but is basically like he was data mining and right. he only bought one bar because he only needed to because it was in this box and blah blah right. blah blah blah. He was he was data mining through Facebook. 
Um, and then I, he, uh, my TV hired Cambridge Analytica to run, to crunch the numbers for him. What a fucker. <laughs> what a fucking douchebag. Yeah. But anyway, that I, I, I liked it very thematically, um, in line. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a neck beard that hasn't reached puberty, so he can't have a beard yet. Right. Um, so I did really enjoy that. I think the, I think the gum has to, well, I think you replace that with um, uh, being a trumpist. You get some some kid in there. You get some some white bread kid wearing a MAGA hat uh, and an American flag tank top, and he always in the, I'm gonna make this candy factory biggest best. No, it, it, nobody knows candy like I do. Drink. Nobody knows candy. Big beautiful chocolate bar. Sometimes I just. Grab the chocolate bar. When you're a celebrity, they let you do it. They just let you just put the whole uh, candy bar in your mouth. Please don't make me. I just start. Right I, I can't help myself. I just start licking it. I just start crunching and licking it. When you're a big star, they just let you do it. So is that is that the uh, replacement for for gloop? For gloop. I guess it's gloop. It yes. He could still be overweight. You could still have an orange character in the movie instead of an oompa loompa. It can be. It can be child Donald Trump. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Okay. We're making it very specific. I see. It is Donald Trump. Yes. We're calling him Augustus Gloop. We're calling him Donald Trump. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Let's just make it explicit. Right. Right. Okay. And he's still a chubby little orange kid. He can still fall into a... Uh, He's not. Donald Trump is a famously a chocolate guy. It'd have I was to be. Gonna say, does he to, even eat candy? Would have to be like fall into a river. Fall into a river of flayo fish. Oh fuck! Oh, <laughs> and and uh, where's the Zofran? Melania can be. Sick. <laughs> Melania could be like, oh Donald, no, whatever she sounds. Oh like. yeah, the mom. She's, the she, mom is Melania. Right. I, I'm here for that. that I don't know that what she sounds, sounds like because she doesn't speak. Uh, I like how this 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 bullshit. I'm gonna pause while Aaron pours this drink. This is gonna be a lot of audio pollution here. All right, all right. Is that enough audio pollution for you? <laughs> I I mean I think that that's some, something. I think that's something you should work on for future podcasts. What? Is a Melania impression? I is she on video ever speaking? Like I don't remember ever hearing her talk. And this is people will be like, uh, Melania is fluent in six languages. Bullshit. She might be fluent in one language. No, she's fluent. Her, she's what's the other one? Slovenian. What's her first one? I thought that was her native language. Right, English. She she's not fluent in English. I re, she she can she can get by in English. She's intermediate. She, she would she would fail her TOEFLs. Yes. <laughs> so the notion that she's fluent in all these languages, but she can't even fucking speak English. What fucking ever? So one of them that she supposedly can speak is Italian. So when they did this trip to Italy. There is not a single clip of her saying fucking a word in Italian. You know why? Because she doesn't fucking speak Italian or anything other than Slovenian. Immigrant, first lady, Donald Trump, this is your enemy. This is the evil immigrant who is poisoning your country. 
Wrong. You are wrong. She's white. <laughs> right. That's fine. Yeah. It's she's... fine to be a white immigrant. Yeah, They're I guess she's, 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 not, she's not taking those, desir- also, those desirable uh, hard labor jobs off the farms. She's <laughs> Also, she's hot. Yeah. So so hot people get to break all the rules. Right. Anyway. So, hey, okay, here we go. Why stop there? Why stop there? We redo Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. The people who get not murdered. Okay. Because I'm definitely not going to say that in this case, because I don't want any government attention. People who get not murdered are facsimiles of Donald Trump, Melania Trump, Ivanka Trump, Eric, and Donald Trump. You've you've missed a. a Who did I miss? Jared, Jared Kushner. Jared and, and Mitch need to be in there. We've got too many kids now. This is a lot of kids to take care of. No, no, no. Five. Who? Donald. Okay. Melania doesn't matter. She's an accomplice, but okay. I'll let her pass. I'll let her pass. She doesn't know any better. I don't need gender diversity on this. um, Donald, Mitch, Jared, uh, Stephen Miller, Don Jr. Why? So why Don Jr. and not Ivanka? He's got a more punchable face. Ivanka is more complicit. They're all complicit. Oh, yeah. But uh, but I feel like people give her a pass, like you said, because she's a hot blonde chick. She is one of the worst of them because I think she's the most duplicitous and hypocritical uh, of them. Don goes on safari and hunts endangered species. I mean, species. don't get me wrong. They're all fucking horrible people, but anyway. it, suck, it sucks there's a cutoff at five. I think, you know what? I would let, I would, you know, I'd take off that list? Mitch McConnell, because he's old and he's going to die pretty soon anyway. So invite him to the factory opening. Maybe he trips yeah. on the way in. You have to make hard choices when you're only going to pick. Well, you only actually can pick four because you have to have somebody win, right? So do you? Oh, there's no winner. Willy Wonka at the end take, takes off his mask, and it's been Joe Biden all along. And. No, wait, 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 wait. Here we go. Here's, this this will piss people off, because that's my goal. <laughs> right. I, I, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I'm I well am, aware of what's I happening right now. I am currently attempting to troll. It's not, it's not Joe. Troll anyone it's not who, Joe. Who asks, no, 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 let me get into it, because you might say the thing that I'm about to say. You better say it. I want to get there first. Okay. It's Hillary Clinton. Oh, I was going to say Kamala. I was going to put the knife even deeper in the hearts of uh, Trump land and say that it was Hillary Clinton, the the arch arch enemy, the Antichrist herself, Hillary Clinton. I don't know, man. Kamala is black and South Asian and and daughter of two immigrants. You know they don't hate her as much as they hate Hillary Clinton. No, it's not possible. They don't have that just, same. Just, just wait. I'm sure they. I'm sure they will. But they don't yet. They haven't had time yet to generate all the nonsense. They had decades to generate bullshit on and nonsense on Hillary Clinton. You know, no one's been paying enough attention to her to make up some good shit yet. So. I don't know. 
I, I think also, she's, she's not like a Clinton. Clinton. I mean, the, just the name Clinton has so much baggage, you know. It's, it's like, like the name Wonka. It just carries so much you know, way of connotations. I'm just trying to steer us now slowly back in the Thank correct you. direction. Thank you. After my wonderful fantasy of Hillary Clinton uh, dismembering uh, four high-ranking members of the current administration. But then putting them back together at the end, they're, much, they're fine at the end. They're fine at the end. Well, one is still blueberry colored. One is really tall and skinny and stretched out in an right. abnormal way. Yeah. One is like tube shaped. I don't know what Augustus's problem is. And then one of them is covered with garbage. Now, which punishment are you going to give to each of the clan here? Why can't this I do This is a fun game. This is, <laughs> I really why, like this. Why can't I do one, one from her, buddy? Um, wait, did we settle on a five? It's, uh, it's a Donald, Donald Trump, Stephen Miller. Um, Mitch. It's, d- Mitch has got to be in there. Uh, I would say... Uh, Instead of Mitch turning into a blueberry, Mitch he McConnell, turns into a turtle. J- Jared Kushner. We're, we're missing one. Um, we have to pick one of the kids, and I vote for Ivanka. I'm fine with that. Right. A little gender diverse. Ivanka's the one who gets covered in garbage, because I think she'd be most That's bothered exactly by it. That would it. really bother her. That would really bother so her. So she gets covered in garbage. Okay. Who gets turned into a blueberry? I think that... Um, McConnell gets turned into a, into a turtle. He... <laughs> He already th- he that's not enough. He already is a, mostly a turtle. So I don't think that just making him ten percent more turtle is really much of a well punishment. That'd be like ma- making me a little bit balder. Like all right, uh, big fucking deal. Wait, hang on, hang on. I'm not. Ta- I'm not. When I say make him into a turtle, you mean a I literal mean, turtle? Yes. Like he's actually a turtle. Like, yes. It, Violet Beauregard Gar- turns into a blueberry. Well, she's a human-shaped... She's a blueberry-shaped human. Like, she's still human. She's just in blueberry form. Is she? She's covered <laughs> in... She's filled, filled with blueberry juice. She still has a head and Mitch speaks. McConnell could grow uh, the, the shell and... Um, Does he still have full human consciousness? No. Just Let's see, but no, he should, though, because otherwise it's not a punishment. Oh, oh, it's like um, Princess Bride, uh, fight to the point of pain. Right. Where I'm thinking more like, don't they, don't they, don't they Hindu, uh, isn't that like one of the, or what am I thinking of? In they one of the, cut off his ears. In one of the traditions, uh, they, if, one of the punishments is that you are trapped in the, in a, a body of some subhuman animal but with human consciousness intact so that you can I think that's ex- just experience your maybe that's just a nightmare I had one, one time hey Kafka um, I think it's just like reincarnation yeah. I don't know if you have human consciousness after that but I, I just I think I think it would be fun for Mitch McConnell to turn into a turtle and try to cross the street mm. in DC yeah Frogger style yeah yeah Obviously, Donald gets sucked into the um, chocolate The waves. chocolate tube. I mean, the filo fish tube. Yeah. yeah. Stephen Miller. He gets... Stephen Miller gets turned into a Mexican. Stephen Miller is... Stephen Miller is the... Is, yeah. is Mike TV. Yeah. Right. Right. I think he gets turned into a minority. That's well, his... He gets turned... He, he, he goes through the thing, but the channel then that he ends up on is Univision. Oh. He turn, he's on a Telemundo program, and everyone is yelling at him in Spanish, and he is in his very worst nightmare. I like it. 
I like it. A Mexican person wearing a giant bee costume runs up and... Uh, or whatever. There's, yeah. there's a multitude of amazing uh, Spanish-speaking media properties that he could get caught up in. Sure. I mean, that's fantastic. Okay. I like it. Jared Kushner. Oh, Jared. Well, that leaves us with... He's the Charlie Bucket. But you know what? He is kind of the Charlie Bucket. He's sort of. He kind of. He's meek and, like, doesn't actually have any opinions for himself. Right. And is super obsequious. And does what he's told. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's been groomed to, <laughs> yeah. like, do do what Papa says. Right. Um, he's a, he's, a, he's a slumlord who's lost hundreds of millions of dollars on property deals in New York City. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> cheated to get in, into Harvard. And, yeah, it's like um, Charlie Bucket. Well, <laughs> I wish that Charlie Bucket could go to Harvard. There would be a scene at the, where uh, Donald, Donald Trump at the end is like, Jared, do you like the White House? That's good because I'm giving it to you. Oh, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Oh my God! Where's the Zofran? I am gonna vomit right now all over your clothes in the studio. Now that I've successfully it. turned this into a uh, anti-Trump podcast once again, let's. I was gonna say, <laughs> be like, again, drink. It's part of the official North Podcast drinking game rules. That's right. Okay, so I think that the music, not everything. But the music of um, 73 Willy Wonka movie is classic. Sure. Other than you completely skipped one of the songs. You fast-forwarded through. Everybody does Five this. minutes of this movie. Everybody everybody sk- skips through Cheer Up Charlie. It's a shit song. <laughs> it does nothing for the plot. Yes, we know that his mom is sad for the way that he exists. Not doesn't contribute anything. It is kind of... It, it's in, it, it, it brings totally the movie. You're not even into this movie yet, and already it brings it to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. You have not even got any momentum mm-hmm. at all, and you're like, "Hey, let's stop and listen to this woman who you will never see again in this movie." Uh, well, you see her in the background at the house. Well, after he goes to the factory, you never oh, see yeah, her yeah, again. Yeah, she sure. never has a role in in the bulk of this movie. Yeah, let's have let's have this incidental side character is sing a song that is no good. You might as well have the fucking Candyman owner sing a song. Oh, he does. <laughs> also, to no effect at all. The only thing that saves that, though, is that's kind of a good song. Oh, it's a good song, but it also, to, to me, it sets the stage for, like, what is what does Wonka Mania look like now? Yeah. It, it creates an understanding of, like, kids like the shit out of this candy and they're super excited about it because right. kids love candy but they also love Wonka candy yeah and it's a good song and it's also been covered by sammy davis jr well, it's also so, there there you go it's all i mean willy wonka he doesn't sing any gene waller doesn't sing any songs right? sure he does he What's sings he sing? pure imagination as they walk in the chocolate room oh, okay one, one of the it, it's a fantastic song. Yeah. That is a, that is a great song, hands down. I will fight you right into our podcast. I was going to say that uh, that this was sort of a Willy Wonka surrogate song because he's singing about the Candy Man, and it is a sentiment 
that would come from Willy Wonka. He's making the world sweet because he thinks it should be, or whatever, however the fuck it goes. Well, it's it's and, it's describing his magic. It's describing his magic, which which serves to develop the Wonka character a little bit more. But it also, I mean, since it is somebody else's scene, it's reflective of this is this is the public opinion of this man, is that he's a magical flower. <laughs> he makes candy and 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 yeah, deigns to exist on Earth. He's subverted us to his will. He has successfully indoctrinated the world into the way of candy, cult-like figure, okay. secreted away with his own slave labor race. Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. He's a colonizer. He took these oh, people. Oh, yeah. Totally colonizer. Totally colonizer. <laughs> he brought them back. He frames it as, oh, yeah, no, I saved them from this horrible place. It's a very, very scary place. I brought them here so they could work for no money. Room and board. They do whatever I say. I tweet a little whistle and they come running. It's very weird. I don't like that part. <laughs> yeah. I think there should be a Oompa Union. Right. Um, I, I think they should be paid in... in Money? Dollars, dollars, <laughs> pounds, Deutschmarks, right. um, but not cacao beans. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, that could have been resolved a little bit more. I offered to pay them in cacao beans, and they were, like, all for it because they didn't know what their other options were. Yeah, they didn't know anything. That's like so, buy Manhattan for a handful of beads. Right. <laughs> so now, you know, now that I've come over and they understand a little bit more about the economy that they're in, I've negotiated with them a, a, a salary, blah, right. blah, blah. Yeah. They all get a company car. Right. Yeah. But that's not the point. Um, they didn't even get to leave the factory. They're prisoners there. We don't know that. We, if they were allowed to leave the factory, people would know about them. And these guests, when they saw them, wouldn't be like, what the fuck is that? They wouldn't, like, lose their minds seeing Zoopa Loops. It's like, oh, that's Zoopa Loops, but we know about them because they wander around the factory at night. I don't know if that's true. In the, in 73 movie, they're, they're played by, um, little people. I, I have not heard otherwise. Okay. They're, they're, they're played by um, little folks. And that's not how... The, so, so the 2005 movie got that more correct. In the book, they're described as knee-high humanoids. Right. Humans. They're tiny. They're tiny. They're, but, they're, but they're not like... They're tiny in a way that does not happen in the human race. Right, yeah. exactly, which is why my TV's mom is like, Oompa Land, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, but the Oompa Loompas in, this, in the 70s movie are of a height that can happen in the human race, but otherwise are not of an appearance that could possibly happen in the human race. So if they were seen in public, it would cause a stir, because they're and, orange and they have green hair, and, and they're... That they have weird, like, what's going on with their legs? Why do they have? Is it just their pants that have these weird bulgy the pants. things coming out at right angles? What the fuck is going on there? It's the pants. Why? Why is it the pants? What? Are, what's the purpose of that? Because there were some style choices in this movie that were not very good. That's the entire reason for it. Yeah, I do like. I like the fact that in the in the uh, more modern movie. They're not bizarre looking. They're just 
small. They're, they're just small people. Yeah. They're, they're not, not cl- small clowns. Right. They're just small, small Sh- Sri Lankan. What's that guy? Deep Roy? What is he? Uh, he's, I mean, he's British. I'm not sure if he's Pakistani British or Sri Lankan British. So all of the, all of the, all of the blues are played by the same actor. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I liked that. The fact they're identical. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was sort of disconcerting. Um, which is a goal of this movie is to disconcert you because that's like not unreasonable. Not a problem. Um, but I, did, I, didn't, I just didn't like that it was all one guy, so that when when there were when there were women ones, it's that guy in a wig. I was gonna actually I was about to say that because I didn't recall there being any women. There's there's like secretaries on one of the levels that they passed, which yeah. also fuck. Yeah. Sorry, Tim Burton, but no. Um, but they're him in a wig, right? In in drag, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe they're, but, maybe maybe they're just transvestite uh, Lopez. Maybe there are no women. There have to be women. <laughs> maybe do they, they produce. Do you think they reproduce? They produce this. They they have a spore system. Oopaloopas are actually fungi who produce in said manner. It's awfully hand wavy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, it is. I I I reject your idea. That's how they reproduce. They wave their hands. Spores sprinkle out and they grow grow new oompas. I mean, if that's maybe the case, maybe hermaphroditic, and uh, maybe they're all women. They just look like guys to our eyes. Now we're going off the deep end. Maybe here. it's like fish, where you just can't tell by looking at them. You need to open up their cloaca or whatever, and <laughs> like really get in there and figure it out. They're too human to be like that. <laughs> they're they're like one foot tall. Who knows what's going on down there? They do. We need to get to the bottom of this. I think that Oompa Loompas should be able to have... Well, actually, no. Scratch all of that. This is stuff that is not addressed in the movies. But it is... I mean, not like anything as explicit as you want. Oompa Loompa fetishist. But they... Um, there hasn't been good Oompa Loompa porn since Ever? 1973 when there was that first wave of VHS Oompa Loompa porn. And then that's one, you know, retro, cool, funky thing that hasn't made a comeback for some reason. Continue, please. I just think that the Oompa Loompa should, should, should be allowed to and encouraged to have positive sex lives. And in the book, well, we don't know if they do or not. I mean, in, in, but but in the book, they do talk about um, Oompa Loompa families. Yeah, um, they have a nuclear family structure. I'll tell you one thing. I mean, one I thing I know for sure: Oompa Loompa marriage is between one man and one woman. Oompa Loompa. All right, that's the way it's been since the great Oompa Loompa creator God. Fuck off, my pants! <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of the closet! Go away! I mean, studio, whatever. You are wrong. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. Male Oompa Loompas can love male Oompa Loompas. I'll tell you once that I'm not going to bake a cake for those Oompa Loompas. You better fucking bake a cake. <laughs> goes against my religion. What religion? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it goes against my, athe- my atheism to bake a cake for a religious wedding of any kind. <laughs> oh, well, if you're going to define it. That's that an way, interesting fine. argument. I should... <laughs> 
Let's take that to the Supreme Court. Yeah, I'm gonna book. I'm gonna open up a bakery. Yeah, it's gonna be called a- Atha Cakes. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and if someone hires me to make a wedding cake, I'll be like, "Hell yeah, where's the wedding?" And if it's at a church, I'll be like, "No." Yeah. No, I don't bake cakes for religious weddings. And then when I get sued, um, we'll yeah, we'll take that. We'll take it to the highest court in the land until I have satisfaction. Are you give the, this? Is, I'm playing the long game on this one. Well, obviously, <laughs> are you gonna get the support of the Church of Satan, temp, Satanic Temple? Satanic Temple. Satanic. Yeah. The, right. Yeah. yeah. So first, I'm gonna have to bake, learn how to bake really well. So all right. Well, I can do that. Coming soon, Nork Bakery coming to a town near you. I think all of our side projects should be uh, created with the intention of being Supreme Court test cases. <laughs> yeah, every single one of them. Yeah, that would be awesome, actually. It's just, it's, all it is is a trolling empire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the greatest goal would be to do something that was so, like, wild and whatever that when Sam Sam Alito reads the brief, his, yeah. his brain just explodes. Well, but what, what if I go down to Alabama and open up a... Uh, now, now here in Birmingham, the country's first very late-term abortion clinic, Nork Abortions. <laughs> Nork Abortions. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, God. Get your Nork abortion today. They're free. Oh, we're just here. Man. We're just here to get a lawsuit going. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, this, this has fled far afield. <laughs> um, all right. To, to sum it up. <laughs> to sum it up. Um, uh, I, I can't... It is very different to grow up with 1973 Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory and then later as an adult come across 2005 Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's I mean, true. Gene, Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder is a national treasure. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other ways to do Wonka, but to, this, sur- to surpass him is, is nearly impossible. This was the challenge that Johnny Depp faced, and I don't, I don't envy him this. What do you do? Because you can't, when you have a performance like that, such an iconic performance, you can't just ape it. You can't try to do the no, same thing. Absolutely not. Because you'll agree. fail. I agree. So you have to do something different. But what are you going to do? Like, how, I don't know what direction you take that in that's different enough to be different, but then would also match it or surpass it. I don't, I don't know what you do. It's not, I don't think it's what he did, which is bizarre. They made made some weird choices, but, but I can't say that I have a better idea. I don't know what they should have done instead. So my, my favorite part of 2005 is the, the, the kids and their family members all get up to the gate and the puppet, the, are they puppets? What do you call those? Anyway, oh, the animatronic. The an- uh, yes, the animatronic creatures. Shit, yeah. They all start doing a show, and then the show lights on fire and melts. And then Willy Walker comes out, and all of the kids and the adults are like, holy shit, what is happening right now? Right. And he's just like, hee, 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 yeah, that was awesome. He's delighted. He's delighted. Yeah. So I think... It took it in a 
darker, creepier route um, that was reminiscent of Michael Jackson right. and grooming and yeah. things that are child abuse, molestation. I gotcha. I know where you're going. Th- things, well, things that things that are not wholesome. And not Jeffrey happy. Epstein. He was probably involved. He probably financed this yeah, blue Wonka. Executive producer. Right. No, no, not he was a financier of that Willy Wonka, not an executive gotcha. producer on the show. He took Willy Wonka to his island. Oh, for sure. They had island trips together. Yeah. Although I can't imagine what his like thing would be. Who Willy Wonka? Yeah. Chocolate play. Chocolate Just, play. Just like pouring chocolate over people. Brown showers. I don't. Mm, I don't know. Chocolate animas. Everlasting gobs, stas gob. It was there. I had it. Now it's everlasting gobs. What? No, I was gonna do play on words there. Oh, like a gob, like a everlasting gob, gob ballers. Gob. <laughs> I mean, there's not that many places you can go with that. So everlasting, but ball suckers. gobblers. Ball gobblers. There we go. Yeah. Everlasting ball gobblers. Actually, that's pretty good. We got there. Okay. Um, so, so anyway, the, that scene and the melting thing and it like yeah. being really weird, it constrains the weirdness to a certain place. Yeah. But I think from that place, you could have gone several ways and it went in a, and I'm not sure how intentional it was. But it went in a way that felt like pedophile grooming. Right. It didn't have to go that way, though. Yeah. It could have gone... One of the, one of the things that we've mentioned before is, is the Gene Wilder character. There's that scene at the end that's not in the book, and it's the scene that I always skipped as a child because it made me feel so uncomfortable, where he's like, you stole fizzy lifting greens. I can't right, give you right. anything now. You need to leave. And then Grandpa Joe is like, we're going to get Slugworth's go- everlasting gobstopper. And yeah. Charlie's like, ha, bitch, I've got integrity. You have this back. Right. All of that is, uh, I mean, I hate that scene. I, I, I cannot express to you how much I hate that scene. But the overall picture of that plus, like, the next bits are... He is going to be a really good, solid, straight-up mentor with no weirdness. Right. He is going to to teach Charlie the magic of this place, and in in a in a in a mentor only, not weird, no not touching. creepy, yeah, nothing inappropriate kind of way. He's Everything just going above the clothes. Right. He's he's going to be the mentor that you would want to be in this situation. Right. And the Johnny Depp Wonka is so creepy that it would be impossible for him to convey that. Yeah. Um, there's too much. Con- He'll never be normal. No, there, there's too much control. There's too much like independency that is created yeah. immediately. I mean, the end of Charlie of, of 2005 movie is that, um, he says, you know, you have to live in the, in the factory with me, but you have to come alone and abandon your family. And Charlie's like, fuck no, why would I do that? Yeah. This now, is my family. Charlie is quite, very, very quickly going to be the adult in that relationship. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, well, and he already is because yeah. he's like, you need to reconcile with your father, blah, blah, blah. Right. 
so there's just like way more potential with that relationship for it to just be inappropriate on many levels on who is the father who is the child who needs parenting and all of that yeah and there you know there's this whole piece of like you know what comes next now i've read and we just we just read to our kid charlie and the great glass elevator which i remember it as being substantially substantially better than it was. It, it was, sucks. It's a bad book. It's terrible. It's so bad. But I think there are some really interesting things to explore there that are not, you know, it's not going to be a real-time book like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was, but it's like, how does Charlie learn to do this? How does he build a relationship with Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas, and how does his family change now that they're living in a factory and they're not completely in poverty? And... You know, that's that's not the, like, level of existence that they're on anymore. And, I don't know, I, I have a really hard time in the 2000 movies with the, the daddy subplot, um, with the perfect teeth and the dentist. And, and why is Christopher Lean in fucking anything? Well, and how is he not 158 years old? He makes, is 158 years old. It doesn't make any sense. It's, well, it, it does, because they're, they're magical, and it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you have to say the dad is magical, too. Well, they have to be magical. Um, you know what's not magical? This closet. It has not caused time to stop completely. And, in fact, an hour and a half has passed since we entered into this closet. Why were you expecting time to stop in here? This is... I, I wasn't. I'm just segueing to the end of the podcast. This is my clever way of doing that. Is it clever? Yes. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, it clearly, if I have to point out that it's clever, then it must be clever. If it's... Wait, wait, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I reject that. <laughs> if it can't be understood at first blush, then it must, in fact, be quite clever. Yes, yes. So no, <laughs> you're just tired or need to poop or something. Check, check. <laughs> God damn it. Check and check. It's also very hot in this closet and cramped. Your endurance for this is yeah. so for sure gonna. I, I've got, I've got an hour. Every one of these we've ever done, at, we I got about an hour in me. I got about an hour, and then it's time. Then it's time to be done. I need to find a podcast to partner with more stamina. We can do part two. We can do part two another time. I just think there's more to say. And we can stick them together. I'm, there, there is, but but um, Brandon's sleepy. <laughs> Brandon's giving up. I would just like to say Brandon's giving up. You can, if you want to keep talking, I can go to the bathroom for a little bit and come back. How long's a little bit? I don't know. Not as long as our son. <laughs> half an hour and <laughs> so my endurance has reached its end even though Aaron um, is right now asking to sing the entire soundtrack is that correct if Willy Wonka the Child if she wants to go through a song by song no okay alright no we'll do that next time just Veruca Salt okay. that's the most important song and I've got a golden ticket but you'll have to sing that because you've already identified yourself in Scream with Joe yeah yeah so, uh, also, do you, I mean, I need... you want to just belt that out right now? No. Or... I want to be able to talk about my Willy Wonka party that was very successful. Um, you, you did. You brought that up. I didn't. 
chocolate, you, edible wallpaper. You dressed up like Farouk Assault. Mm. Yeah, we talked. We talked about that. Those parties were really good. <laughs> they were really good. I don't think you understand. Uh, yeah. Did I tell you about the Max party? The the Portland party? Yeah. You need to have more appreciation for that than I'm currently seeing you, right you, now. You, Aaron dressed up like the what the urban growth boundary. That was a different thing. At a thing. And... No, for the for the Portland party, I was the Max. Right. And I put um, colored duct tape on the floor to indicate my tracks, and I could only move along with tracks. Yeah. And then I just like hemorrhaged money. <laughs> it was a really good costume. <laughs> Anyway, I, uh, I'm i tired, and Aaron has already forgotten half of what we talked about on this podcast, so it's time to time to wrap it up. But I but uh, we're thinking we'll do part two uh, of this. We'll see. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll see. Who knows? We didn't really talk about the second one at all. Yeah. We just mostly talked about how Johnny Depp is creepy. But Johnny Depp is just creepy now. He's been creepy, you know, for a while. He, 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 if he was not, if he was creepy before um, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of Black Pearl, he hit it, but then rapidly descended into, like, extreme creepiness. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Next time, maybe we'll do more Roll. roll, roll this guy's name pisses me off. Rolled Doll. Rolled. Because you can't say it? Yeah. Yeah. How dare he? Rolled. Rolled. He was in the OSS. Rolled ball. He was a spy in the Americas. America. I like how people will be like, uh, you'll have a name like, um, you know, Juan Sanchez or something. And someone will be like, oh, I couldn't possibly pronounce that crazy for a name. I'm going to call you Mr. S or whatever. I'll call you Sammy. Can I just call you something completely different? Your name is so complicated. What, it drives me fucking what's wild. Mohammed? Mo, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Meanwhile, you got names like fucking Roll Doll, which I can't even begin to say correctly. And uh, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. It's that. That is racist. I, 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 I think I've told you this, but I'll say this again. At a, a previous job that I had, one of my co-workers um, was. Um, of of Asian descent, but born and raised in the United States, uh, had a flat Western accent, but, lack of accent. But where were they from? That's not even that's not even where this is going. Oh, okay. Uh, not really where it's going. Um, had had no accent at all. Um, our boss, on the other hand, uh, was Aryan um, uh, because she was in fact German and had the thickest impenetrable German accent that, that you could imagine. And this customer that we had to deal with, um, the soon as, as my coworker went in there, she, she was like, Oh no, dear, I couldn't possibly, I'm sorry. I'm so bad with accents. And, and my coworker's like, well, actually I'm from Pasadena. Um, and I only speak English, actually. It's my only language. And the woman's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, dear. I just, I can't quite, maybe if you're, if your superior could please come in. All right. 
and we bring in the German woman who is like, yeah, this like is completely, I couldn't understand anything that she said. No one could understand anything that she said. And this, this little woman is like, just nodding politely and like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, of course, of course, yes. And there's no way that she understood a word that was said there. It's just classic. It's just like, I, I, I would have had a complete meltdown, like screaming. I, I don't even want to imagine it. Yeah. That would have not passed like, oh, I'm going to be polite right now. Right. Absolutely not. I mean, this happens a lot in my current place. There'll, there'll be people with a, you know, non-English last name, but entirely reasonable to pronounce. Entirely reasonable. Rolls off yeah. the tongue. Rolls yeah. off the tongue. Yeah. They won't. People won't do it. They won't yeah. do it. They'll come up with some shortened version, or you know, it just it drives me nuts. You know what? Give it a try. Maybe you won't even be. Maybe it won't be a hundred percent correct, but I bet you'll get close enough. <laughs> it's just fucking it's stupid. Just, it's just othering. Yeah. It's just othering. Anyway, it's completely worthless. And anyone anyone who does that makes me have very violent tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aaron just crushed. She just tore an old phone book in half with her bare hands. Yeah, insert that sound this is the this is, this is the this is a Manhattan phone book. Holy shit. This yeah. is thick. Do they have she phone books like that? I said oh, oh it's an old one. This oh, is from okay. this one was this from nineteen eighty three. We we've been carrying it around for thirty seven years. I collect phone I collect old phone books. Oh sorry. Yeah. yeah. She crushed this apple with her bare hand. Yeah. I'm strong. I'm angry. She just took a bite out of this aluminum can. <laughs> I'm, I'm strong. That can was full of spinach. She ate all the spinach. Now her arms are literally. Oh, God damn it. Don't turn me in, Papa. Literally jackhammers. No. She just smashed a hole in the wall. Uh, I'll smash a hole in your wall here in a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> Turn off the podcast. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna leave it on. Remember? <laughs> oh Jesus! Special well, bonus episode. Welcome to Nork After Dark. <laughs> so it's like the Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> That's right. It's the Red Nork Diaries. All right, listener, turn down the lights. Turn up the volume. <laughs> Things are about to get Norky in here. <laughs> Alright, I've been Brandon. I've been... Who am I? Aaron. <laughs> I thought I would say a funny name. <laughs> it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Just like, you know, That's okay. Yeah. Aaron's had... Well, how much of... Uh, what are you drinking? What are you even drinking right now? What is this? Bacardi. Bacardi. I'm me! Did this start out full? Oh my god, No. <laughs> Gonna say that explains it. No, no, this started off like here, like uh, here. All right, if you here, say so. Maybe. All right. It might have been more than that, but I also have like most of a drink still here. So, how this podcast would be better if I could drink and we would both just be wasted at the end of it. We gotta, we, we gotta get you up to Massachusetts. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm Aaron. I was here right to Nork podcast with your questions, your comments, your tips. Uh, we we accept. Um, Send some hate mail too, even if you're Bitcoin. really pissed. If you're a, if you're a 
you know, oh. Red State, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Make America Great Again, yeah. I just fucking piss you off. I'd like to hear about that too. That's half. That's half of the half my goal here is to piss people off. So. I I promise to read those on air. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sort of frustrated that we haven't gotten any. Um, we haven't got review bombed yet. Uh, you know, on iTunes, I keep waiting for someone to leave a one star review about yeah. how we're fucking yeah. libtards. Yeah. Who um, or you know Satanist libtards yeah. who don't know our ass or elbow. You know, wait, wait, hang on, make hang America hang great on, again. Yeah, this is my elbow. Yeah, and this is ass? my ass. She's, she's, listener, she is correctly pointing yeah. at her ass. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, case closed. Well, look, uh, I, we gotta get a, a larger um, audience, and then that could possibly happen. I do. I, I feel like that will be when I feel like we've made it. Is when we get review bombed. Yeah. When I start to get some pushback. Or dust. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll be like, all right. Great. It's happened. All right, good. We've made it. We're getting somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's true. I, it's got to be true. In, in 2020, especially in this country, if you're not, if, if one th- approximately one third or so of the country doesn't absolutely hate you, then you're nobody. Then, you, then you're not on the scene. That's how it is, unfortunately. I'm fine with that at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is all ending anyway. The The American experiment is over. It, it uh, got, went well for a while. Now it's failed. So, uh, so how many countries does it split into? Are we going to have like a, ba- I mean, this is a Bangladesh yeah, situation where the East Coast and the West Coast are, um, are united, but then the middle is... Yeah, you've got this. So yeah, right. It's this discontinu- dis- discontinuous. I mean, it'd be continuous through Canada. I mean, that uh, yeah, that would be the, the prospect where the coasts join up with Canada to form a sort of an inverted U-shaped dude, country. Dude, they don't want us. They don't want us, generally speaking, but I think they'd be very happy to have the coasts. I think you're overestimating their assessment of how, how what we can do anymore. Well, together, again, this is, we're not talking about the United States. We're talking about the coasts. Right. Yeah, that's different. Of course they have a low opinion of the United States. But do they have a low opinion of of the Willamette Valley? I mean, like, you can... No, but there are enough people in all of those places that don't align with what you would want. Well, not after the Great Schism, there wouldn't be. So they're all going to go to the session, and we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess. I we've... mean, would you after after the the war? Are you, would you still want to live in you know? Let's say we lived in um, in the deep south somewhere, the true deep south. Sure. After the war, we're not gonna live in the south at that point anymore. No. No. We're no refugee. Get the fuck we, out. We of there. should we should start studying the Indo-Pakistan partition to yeah. see what worked and what didn't, right. and how we can avoid those things. <laughs> yeah. Let's start planning now. We have to start planning for the disunited states of America. I I saw this thing today. They were like simulating like like war gaming different situations related to the election, and it was like Biden landslide, tr- uh, close. I don't remember what the other scenarios were, but basically, unless they were saying unless Biden wins in a landslide. It's just going to devolve into... It, it, even if he wins in a landslide, that's going to be... Here's the, here's the two scenarios that will happen in, in Trump land. 
Biden squeaks out a win. In which case they'll be like, see? It's fucking crooked. He just, yeah, yeah. They, they, they put their finger on the scale just enough so that Biden could win. On the other hand, let's say it's a Biden landslide. See? See how fucking crooked it is? How in the world could he have won by so, so much evidence that it's fucking crooked? So either way, it's not going to matter to a, to a, to a Trump head, you know? It, it's going to be illegitimate no matter what. That's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is that Trump just flat out wins, and so there's no, don't, there's, don't, there's, don't. there's no. I, 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 I tonight, <laughs> I, I can't handle that. I mean, I can't handle it most of the time, but extra tonight, I can't right. envision that. The fact that there was no victory condition. Um, so I've been Brandon, and <laughs> I'm Veruca Salt. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm drunk for a okay. song. Good night. Real. Good night for now. Let's see what time. Hold on. All right. This is where I'll cut for. I'll, I'll cut long before this for editing purposes, actually. But well, sure. All right. Stop this for now.